0: What up? It's your boy Chingo Blink. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into the show, quick reminder I'm a stand up comedian, and the Legalized Freedom Tour starts. Now, we're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. So many more cities, so many more dates. Hit up the website, Chingobling.com. While you're there, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Red so that you can support the show direct. That's right. You'll get access to all the episodes, the full enchilada, and of course, the popping ass chat room in the Discord. How much better does it get than supporting free speech, supporting direct? It's just you and us. Ain't no middleman. But if I were believe it, patreon.com forward slash redpiltamales for the price of a cup of coffee. You can join the community and help us out. Keep the show going and growing. Know what I'm talking about. Without further ado, let's get into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special episode of RPT Red Pill Tamales. Uh, I am your host Chingo Bling. We have producer Rob.
1: What up, everybody? In the building, exciting episode.
0: Yeah, man, we just knocked out um, a Zoom call with Bianca Gracia for Texas. She's running for uh, District 11, Texas Senate, uh, which represents like uh, what did she say? Um, Deerland, Deer, yeah, Deer Park, Park. Alvin, yeah. Galveston, yep. Pasadena, mm-hmm. huge chunk. A lot of Rasa and just, you know, hardworking deplorables, just working class, oil field people, uh, service industry people, parents, people that have kids in the public schools. And uh, she hammers down on a lot of topics that are big right now in the conversation, the public forum and especially on this show. Things like critical race theory, uh, mask mandates, freedom. Right. We're all about legalizing freedom around here. That's right. So um, I caught wind of her. On uh, Steve Bannon's pand- War Room Pandemic Show, he had her on, and uh, you know she was um, she was saying a lot of the uh, uh, trigger words that that me as like a, a America First nationalist populist, <laughs> populist. You know she was. I'm like, damn. I looked on Twitter, and some of her haters were like, she's like the Latina MTG, which I thought was like, oh shit, I love MTG. <laughs> MTG is the one that's going to the prison to the J6 people, seeing if they're having due process under the law. So what do you think, Rob? How do we set this up?
1: Dude, it's just a really good episode. I mean, she's as grassroots as it gets when it comes to running for office, a big office, any office, honestly. And uh, she explains how she could potentially and will in her mind, and I think so too, make history when it comes to uh, the victor. Early voting is going on now until the 1st. If you're in H-Town, if you're in the Pasadena, what is that, Southeast area? Uh Uh-huh. March first is election day, so if you're gonna wait till election day, either way, get there now, get there on the first. But I like the messaging, man. I mean, I saw the ad, I sent you immediately, like five seconds later. The counterpoint to her uh, video, which was from whoever it was, yeah, she's getting a lot of heat, a lot getting of a lot of heat. If you didn't see the ad, we're gonna post it on Instagram, we'll 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 you know post it everywhere. Uh, like, I, what are y'all's thoughts? Yeah, what thing, exactly? Yeah. Well, I'll post one of those. But I I enjoyed the messaging. I can appreciate somebody who sounds really convincing and that already that also sounds like they believe what they're saying they're not the uh, person that's being paid to kind of just regurgitate the talking points to the people
0: yeah and uh i'm not someone who just quickly endorses people and just comes you know what i mean not like, everybody gets a cosign yeah i don't i don't like i don't like pulling out my pom-poms for politicians and stuff like that uh but as she's gonna explain she's just been involved in the community for a long time whether it's like you know, PTO, you know, she's a mom. It's just involved in the community and she's not running against any Democrats, yeah. which is odd. I don't know how that works. And it's mainly like, like she said, I'm up against a handful of Republicans. One's going to be like a, a business community guy. One's like an oil industry guy. One's the incumbent guy with big donors and big money. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the grassroots method of going out shaking hands with at the barbershops and sound pu- like you. Yeah, it, dude, honestly, I really feel like my biggest takeaway... You need to get back to it? I feel like I've been slacking because, for example, um, usually when you campaign something traditionally in in in, uh, in my field, it'd be like you have an album coming out. It'd be like, August 14th, don't forget, you know, they can't deport us all or something like that, right? That was back in the day. Uh, let me make it, y'all. Don't, don't hold me to it. Hey, 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 I'm Texas first, America first. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you know, I, I didn't know what, what the Democrats were doing. But anyway... I didn't know I was being sold victimhood. Anyway, um, basically, I'm inspired because as it is, when I campaign as a comedian, I'm taking almost like a politician's approach, meaning like I want the pullout stand with the QR code right. and why do I name my tours uh, Freedom of Speech Tour and legalized Freedom Tour? Because, yeah, I'm up there talking shit and I'm telling jokes, but the underlying thing that i'm concerned about just as a parent as an american as a taxpayer is kind of like hey man don't let them hit you with the okie doke and sell out america from under you like there's a lot at stake we're we're really close <laughs> I, my theory is that they're trying to turn us into a third world country right man. the way they're spending us into oblivion you know, all this Marxist rhetoric of of America's evil and we must destroy it and rebuild from the ground up in this utopian unicorn society and there's eighty-five genders and all this crap. Um, I'm inspired to like get back to that method of not only name your tour legalized freedom, but like where's your RV and where's your little pop-up thing and put the QR code and like pass out like basically obviously i don't go to barbershops anymore i don't grow hair in a consistent fashion there's there's a there's a there's a i i'm like george jefferson i don't drop the top you know i gotta shave my stuff every couple of days if not i start looking real crusty uh, the clown around this bitch real goofy
1: i was gonna say uh this is where the Discord's gonna come in and the fans of the podcast what if we uh we pull a charlie from always sunny mm-hmm uh we come over here as you can tell the signs are no longer there so that we'll, could
0: be this could be our new decor it could be like the, the map and of the where red strings. going.
1: yes yes well that'll be the new decor but also we'll uh we'll get a little you know boots on the ground kind of mission in the discord we like hey what what is the hot spot around where you are or around the, where the venue is to the city that you're going to like where's giovanni where's uh you know rhino Cobb? where are all these people that where do they live and what's around you what can you tell us that is the spot that would be a good place to either put posters up talk to the owner of a business, talk to the owner of a community center or something where we could have that kind of a effect. And a street team, you know, I mean, that's... A street team, That's yeah.
0: how we used to roll, like... And we still kind of do to an extent. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, you know, Fresco Kicks, you know, he scooped me up in, right. De- in Denver and, you know, took us to a really... Man, me and Javi, he took us out. Um, we went to lunch uh, before the show and that was some excellent eating. Oh, you know, I never heard about it. In Colorado. Yeah, no, yeah, it was... Um, Fresco kicks in his, and his wife and uh, another couple and then Javi and I. Anyway, my point is, is that part of my network, it's always going to be, you know, the barbershops or the rap promoter I used to know from back in the day or rappers that I collaborated with back in the day. Like if I'm going to Birmingham, you know what I'm saying? If we're going to Raleigh, these are the people that we're tapping in with. And, and now, obviously, the network is even like the homie from the Discord, my scoop us from the airport or something. Um And so on. So I'm very inspired and I'm fired up. And like I said, we're always, um, and we advise everyone to be the same, always be dubious. Vigilant. Vigilant of a politician trying to sell you on some stuff. Well, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm going to do and promising you stuff. So, Mm -hmm. So I definitely came into this as, I'm not here to endorse nobody. I'm not. I don't have my pom poms out. I just want to give you a platform, and we're going to push back and ask questions. Like, well, what about CRT? And what what are you going to do about this? And how do you feel about this? And what's how do you feel about Lena Hidalgo? How do you feel about AOC? What's up with Beto O'Rourke? How do you feel about guns? She made it very clear. Yeah, I think her her political ad was very uh, poignant, if that's the word. Where she she's like, she got the gun. You know what I mean? She's she's cracking the whip. And she used to feed the Border Patrol people. Like, she'd go down there and and campaign when she had her Latinos for Trump thing. And she was communicating to the media, hey, y'all are 72% Mexican-American. Y'all been demonized and demoralized. But we're here to let
1: you know that somebody out there, appreciates you, and has your back. Well, we got some wild stories that we'll get into next week. This will be the Patreon episode, guys, but we're going to put it up for free for everybody to listen to because we did, we were going to do half an hour, but we did the whole hour with her, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we do, next week, the the tour officially starts next weekend. Where's the first stop?
0: Raleigh, North Carolina is the first stop. After that, we hit McAllen. So Raleigh is February 27th. Uh, McAllen is March 5th The same day that uh, Masvidal fights So ah. I want to do a fight companion I don't know if it's going to be, if it's gonna be uh, possible Then we hit Naples, Florida March 16th through the 17th West Palm Beach, April 3rd We're campaigning in Ta- Tacoma, Washington April 7th And of course the campaign trail continues <laughs> To Nashville, Tennessee April 14th Back down with the deplorables And the working class in Corpus Christi, Texas May 5th through the 7th Everybody from Robstown where uh, Bianca's originally from, come through, Arlington, Texas. Everybody in the DFW, all my freedom lovers, 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 <laughs> <lubbers> and friends. <laughs> May twelfth through the fifteenth, and and we go on and we campaign all throughout Texas, New Braunfels, Abilene, Lubbock, Brian... Two shows, May 28th. Just added. Just added. San Angelo, Odessa, Austin, Texas. And then, of course, we hit hitting uh, Burke, Albuquerque, June 15th. Of course, El Paso, Irvine, Ontario, Denver, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Phoenix, San Jose, Brea, Oxnard, San Antonio, Addison. And we're working on Salt Lake City, Vegas, and Houston. I am very blessed to have so much support throughout our beautiful nation, our beautiful country, which I feel is under attack. We're divided more than ever. I just want to bring everybody unity through laughter, legalized freedom tour. Get your tickets now, ChingleBling.com.
1: Uh, I think I'm going to start a street team channel in the Discord and see what we can put together that way. Yeah, it's a good idea, man. Um,
0: you know, it's almost like our war room. Like, we we want a successful tour. We obviously don't, not only do we want to, like, have a packed house and sell it out and everything, but... It's, it's like I ain't getting no younger. yeah, I'm forty two. I'm not trying to tour forever my entire life. We want to make an impact and let it be known and 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 display skills on stage and you know, we bring a hell of a cast, a hell of a show. And uh, we you know I'm turning down movie roles or, or auditions. I'm turning down movie auditions because you know, the tour comes first, the campaign comes first, the podcast comes first. The stuff that we're able to control. And we don't want to be at the mercy of Hollywood. Yeah, man.
1: Well, everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy the episode. And I guess we'll see everybody on Monday. Yeah, well, uh, of course, we're doing a weight loss
0: challenge on the Discord. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make the 10 pounds mark. I think Rob already did. Yeah. You've already passed it, huh?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be on point. I'll be right on point. I, I had family. We had family last week, remember? Don Tester mm-hmm. and stuff. So I indulged a little bit. A little but bit. I'm right on the mark.
0: Perfect. So by tomorrow, Rob's going to be perfectly lost 10 pounds. Yep. I think I'm gonna fall short. I don't know what I'm gonna to have to do. I'm filming. I'm filming um, content all day today, but I'll try to sneak off and at least hop on the treadmill or something. But uh, hey, stay encouraged and uh, without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Bianca for Texas. Bianca Gracia. So very interesting. I was listening to Steve Bannon War Room pandemic, and uh, and he had you on Bianca Gracia running for oh. state senate. And uh, and I was I was like oh okay she's saying she's really uh she sounds very like MAGA because you got Republicans of all different flavors you know some just get along go along with the get along yeah a lot of them are glo- a lot of them are globalists a lot of them say they want a tight border but they don't do nothing and it was refreshing to hear somebody cut to the chase a signal not noise action 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 <laughs> and um and then my sister. I sent my sisters um, your ad, your political ad, right? With the the whip and the vaqueros. We're going to whip Texas back into shape. No more indoctrination. I loved it. I thought it was very. That was great. I thought it was persuasive. And you were hitting all the points that matter to to us. And, um, And then my sister, Dalila, she's like like a little bit later, she's like, oh, look, look who I'm with. And she sent the picture. I'm like, when was this? She's like, right now. Wow. I'm with her right now. She's like, oh, she says she knows who you are and she's down to, you know, come on the show. And here we are. And that was the longest Isn't intro. Isn't
2: it great? I know. It's so, uh, that's, us humans couldn't have done that. That was like, so God, godly. She she literally rolls up on my RV <laughs> and she rolls down her window and she has her phone she goes, is this you? She's pointing to my video. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah
0: is this she you with goes, the whip <laughs> oh
2: my. she goes my brother just sent it to me and so she's like oh my god so we start talking and she's like can i take a picture with you i want to send it to him so when she gets out of her car and she comes around and uh, and then she starts a conversation about you know that she's in this group chat with everybody and she's like yeah my brother's like chingo bling i can't wait to tell him i was like wait wait what your brother <laughs> your brother chingo bling and she's like you know my brother i was like I- i've followed your brother yeah oh my god i was like your brother is. I was like, "Don't be messing with me right now." She goes, "No, that's my brother." And I was like, "Oh, MG. I was like, "Wait, wait a minute. He sent you this?" She's like, "Oh yeah, you know, blah blah." So anyway, it was it was just totally crazy how that all happened, and I was like, "Man, this is this is really cool." But yeah, no. When your question about MAGA, um, that's when I got politically involved just because of Trump. So I co-founded Latinos for Trump, and I founded Latinos for America first. So I've been in this in this game, not really long, but since 2016, I got really politically involved. You know, um, I, I was just I mean, I've worked in the private sector and the public sector, so I have some work experience. I'm also educated. I was actually the first out of seven brothers and sisters to actually graduate from high school and then go to college. You know, typical Hispanics, older brother, older sister, both dropped out at 15 got married. Each of them have six kids, you know, the typical Hispanic thing, go to work, whatever, but no, not me. I had to be different. So, uh, drew the line, Mm -hmm. went to college and St. Mary's in, in San Antonio. And, uh, and then everything after that, after me, you know, my brother, uh, went to the military, to the army. He just retired after 22 years, about two years ago. And then uh, my sisters became a school teacher. My other brother became, uh, he went to the military again, and he is 100% disabled veteran. Mm -hmm. And then my little sister's in the medical field. So everybody after me sought a profession, or we Mm -hmm. first broke the line of that whole Hispanic mentality that that's all we can do is live off of welfare and produce kids, right? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) anyway, I mean, I'm real proud of my brothers and sisters, but the reason I really started to speak out was because... Even after going to college and work, you know, and working for about ten years, I did start. I stayed. I start staying home with my kids and became like a community activist. PTO, room mom, team mom, everything, Little League, all that, all the stuff in my community, HOA, the whole thing. And um, so I became really involved. And so, you know, for me, I wasn't really like paying attention to politics, but during Obama years, that's when i really started to wake up so we were born raised democrat you know it's all we knew
1: yeah
0: that's what we Um, are by default
2: yeah by default because it's the party you know the working class yada yada and but during obama my husband who's a police officer was working his job two extra jobs and then on top of that you know we, I felt like, and I was doing things, you know, as Hispanics, we find things, jewelry, fancy. I was doing all kinds of little, little things to make extra money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I kept telling my husband, why is it that we're working harder, but we're going backwards? And it was policies, but I really never paid attention to the policies. Mm-hmm. And so my, my husband always voted Republican, but I was the Democrat. So that's when my eyes started to wake up. And I, I had started a little business. But I couldn't get ahead because I had to pay too many taxes. Then, if you pay somebody, then it was it was just a it was just too much. You never ended up making money, so it was really tough. And that, that's when I really started to wake up. So when Trump came along, his messaging, I was like, man, I mean, like he was just straight to the point, and he didn't care. He just spoke out and he spoke what what I thought, what I felt, but never, no one had ever expressed it. And that's what we just started. I mean, that was it. That was it for us. That's when I became politically involved. Never, ever in a million years did I think I would run for office. Because I people would ask me all the time, oh, you're going to run for office? I was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I like to be an activist. I like to do what I do. But that's how I got involved. And specifically even more is that when Hillary Clinton in 2016 was running around saying that there was nothing wrong with the veteran administration, what did it for me was that my little brother, who's a hundred percent disabled veteran, he we're from like we're from Robstown, so we're from you know outside of Corpus, but mm-hmm. he, he literally one weekend contemplated suicide on the beach. He like yeah. left to the beach. We couldn't find him for a whole weekend. Contemplated suicide because he couldn't get a doctor visit. He was in depression, he has PSTD, you know, went through a divorce. <clears throat> really is my brother's a kind of person that'll take the shirt off of his Back and give it to you, even if he doesn't have money to eat. That's the kind of person that he is. He's got a big heart, and he was going through a tough time. And I knew that because I would talk to him, and he would call me. He's like, "Hey, I can't pay my light bill. Can you send me some money?" You know, like it was just when she was running around saying that, and my mom had called me that weekend. And she's like, "José, no, no contesta," you know. And so we were all like, well, where did he go? And pe- we drove, every- well, I wasn't there, but my, my other brothers and sisters drove around. They were looking for him and they couldn't find him. And so, anyway, thank God that he came home and we found out that he literally sat on the beach and he just wanted to take his life because mm. he was just so depressed. He couldn't get a doctor's appointment. And um, sorry that I get, mm-hmm. but that really is, is like, right. It was hitting my heart right there. So that's what got me to speak up because I was like, oh, hell no. This, this chick's running around and she's lying.
1: Mm-hmm. She's
2: lying. And then in my little town in Robstown, my mom was like, oh, was Hillary Clinton? She's like pro-life. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> mom, she's on the YouTube saying she wants to kill babies. So like they're born and passport birth. She's like, no, I in like Catholic church. It's not pro-life i yeah. was like oh hell no yeah and that's really what got me involved is that that the, i knew that they were lying mm-hmm. like flat out lying and i said no so i really start i just started to use my voice and got involved and then you know became like like literally social media and facebook in 2016 is what connected people like from the east coast to florida to the west coast to the north I mean, all of us Latinos were the only way we could communicate was through Facebook and we started to push Trump and man, we got a lot of hatred, Mm -hmm. tons of it. But that's kind of my background, my story. And here I am today running for office, you know, and just talking about all the crap that us Hispanics, we didn't grow up to this shit. You know, I mean, we didn't we didn't grow up to any of this. And Excuse me, I shouldn't have said that word. But anyway,
1: <laughs> okay. you know I'm all yeah, here, you right? Say right, whatever drop, you want.
2: Dropping the S word. Yeah. You know. Anyway, but you know it, that's that's really it. I mean, it, I just they were just talking too much crap and lying, and so I was like. I got to the point where, and now with that they stole the election, and people don't want to say, "Oh, they just stole the election." No, they did. They stole the election. It's the safest, you
1: know? most secure election in history. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, no, oh yeah. In twenty sixteen, they were crying that they that we stole the election,
0: and then they're you know? a- yeah, <laughs> and then they're also go ahead,
2: no, go ahead.
0: And simultaneously, they're also not only are they saying that in twenty sixteen Russia collusion, Russia helped Trump uh, be a spy for Russia and steal the election, and then in twenty um. I'm sorry. This one we just had in 2020. Yeah, it was the cleanest, clearest of in history. And then they're warning us that in 2022 there's gonna is gonna be uh, some some fuckery afoot. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're gonna be how convenient st- that they're gonna be stealing. It's like so like a sandwich. So like Russia stole it in 2016, and then it was the cleanest, fairest ever. And then they're warning us that the Republicans are gonna have a red wave that they steal. So let let me um. Let me bring let me bring it back to your um your political ad which ruffled a lot of feathers. Uh, if you guys have not seen it, they can go to uh, Bianca for Texas. Yeah. Or, uh, on social media on Twitter, etc. or just look on YouTube. But um I, it's or
2: my a, website, or my website yeah. biancafortexas.com. Bianca
0: Biancafortexas.com. <laughs> and um so I love the ad. It was fun. Like, it's a fun political ad where you have this visual prop. And I I believe you had some guns in in the uh, commercial?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rifles, Air 15.
0: Yes. And you had the vaqueros behind you, the guys on horses. Well, of course, the left found a way. You know, Democrats found a way to twist it up and say... Um, we don't know what a brown sunken place looks like. You know, and it's like, what how is a Latino for Trump? How is that a thing? If they look they said they look like the types of people that the maggots want to keep out of this country. And I'm like, wait a minute, Bianca's American. I'm American. Who are we trying to keep out? Just, you know, non-citizens, because we can't afford that shit right now. Yeah. And um, I just found it um I found it interesting that they tried to twist up the whip imagery into like slavery they brought
1: in slavery they were very critical. Yeah, the very first thing. So Chingo sent it to me, and I was like, "All right, let me find out what the left is saying right away." And I sent him the article. I, didn't even,
2: I haven't even gone to look. You I haven't have seen any of them.
1: You, you haven't seen any I of the didn't articles. Even know they were okay, well, there's plenty of articles, and the one I sent Chingo was uh, "Latinos for Trump Founder Gives Big Slave Patrol Vibes and Whip Cracking Campaign Ad," and that's what a lot of them are kind of titled.
2: What? On. Yeah. I need mean, y'all need to send me that. I didn't even know they they uh, wrote an article. Oh yeah. Dang.
1: Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them are
0: BS. They're not very. critical. More uh, persuasive they're not very uh, big um uh, uh what's the word i was look what the what the hell did i say they're not like legit they're not legit they're not relevant they're not, they're not they're legit not papers relevant. yeah they're like little websites and that they, they make them look like a professional news site but it's just i don't know who it is and they one one person made a uh try to make a point when you were saying we need to bring back respect for our soldiers and our veterans you know whoops, and they twisted it up into well, Trump disrespected the soldiers and the veterans. And here's a link to that. And I'm thinking to myself, whoever's reading this, please don't fall for it. Because that whole losers and suckers story has been debunked. It was based off of anonymous sources. Nobody will put a name to it. Um, the thing about he, uh, Trump canceled a visit to a cemetery because of the weather or something. And even, um, even people that didn't like Trump were there. And they, even they co-signed like, nah, he didn't say that. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of BS. So, um, mm-hmm. how are you feeling going into this uh, race? And and also, how do you? How, what feedback have you gotten from like conservative Latinos? Like a lot of people outside of Texas do not understand. They do not know that the reason the AOC. Went to Central Texas near all the social justice warriors and the college kids, yep. and you know, yep. oh my God, Beth Orourke, oh my God, AOC, she's beady beady bomb bomb. And this AOC person did not go to Del Rio to talk to the La Mira and the RGV, yep. talk to the yep. communities that are feeling it firsthand. So, can you help paint the picture as to why so many Latinos are starting to be conservative and Republican? So again, you know, this is
2: this is a uh In 2016, when I got involved, obviously it wasn't popular, but through 2016, really, really going and doing outreach and engagement with the Hispanics. I mean, I've gone into some deep blue areas and you're seeing, you know, this redness come out, right? That's work that I started back in 2016 when the Republican Party, because after Trump won, they hired me to be the Hispanic engagement director of the Republican Party. No Latina had ever been hired to do that. So I was like, well, where do I, where, where am I going to go, right? You hire me as a Hispanic engagement director. So I'm like, I'm going to RGV. And they're like, oh, no, we don't go down there.
1: Mm. What do you
2: mean? Oh, well, it's blue. So <laughs> they were like, well, we don't waste money over there. And I'm like, what? I was like, well, who am I supposed to talk to? Well, I went anyway. I defied and went down there anyway. And here's my thing. I went into the deep, deep blue areas. But listen, as a Hispanic, as a Texan, Tejana, whatever, right? I didn't go into those areas and be like, "Ah, oh, y'all Republican, you know, y'all Republican because no, that was never my strategy. My strategy and because it's what I really believe, it wasn't even a strategy, to be honest, it was just what I believed. I said, look, I got involved because this other party is messaging and feeding lies to our people. So I just wanted to educate our people and say, look, There's two parties. This one stands for this. This one stands for this. Where do you feel that you fall in? At the end of the day, hey, if you still decide you don't like God, you like the LGBTQ, you like all this craziness and you want to marry a unicorn or identify as a unicorn. If you believe that, so be it. This is America. But don't infringe on my rights. I don't infringe on yours. But if you believe in God, family, jobs, capitalism, you know, if you believe in just education making sure your kids get a good education better than you you know just common sense like common sense things that we grew up on my abuelita grew up on you know so i'm like um if you just believe in that then then uh, you're conservative (laughs) you should be voting republican well i mean i'm sure you know this but how many people literally said well we believe in all that well that's the Republican Party. And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, um, listen, don't believe me. Go research it. Mm-hmm. Research the DNC and the RNC platforms. Research them. And you find out for yourself. And, and that was the awakening, right? But at the end of the day, even when I spoke in front of LULAC, LULAC, mind you, like a lion's den, <clears throat> I told them, I'm not here to tell you you're Republican. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I am and why I vote Republican. At the end of the day, this was always my message. At the end of the day, I don't want anybody to think you're stupid enough to not know that there's a choice and that there's a difference and that you can't make your own mind up and that you can't make your own decisions up. I hate when people think, and it's for anybody. It doesn't even matter if you're Latino, not Latino. It's bad. Oh, it doesn't matter. Asian, Black, it doesn't matter. The point is, I don't want anybody to think that you're so stupid you can't make decisions for yourself. That you have to be told, well, you heard this. And when I said that, jingo they, they, they related. They're like, you could see that they were like, oh, okay, you know, because at first they're all like pissed off because you're there. But then when you tell them, I'm not really here to infringe or, you know, you believe what you want to believe. Hey, I respect that, but respect what I believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of loosened up and they came, they would shake my hand. They said, you know what? You have some balls coming in here and telling us, you know, this stuff. I mean, you have like to be able to come in here knowing that we're all Democrat. Hmm. And um, I was just like, you know what? I, I really genuinely don't ever want people to think that you're dumb enough to not make a decision. That's it. That's all I want. At the end of the day, if you're educated and you still make this decision or that decision, that is your decision. It's called freedom. And there's where I started to gain the respect. It's all about you know how our barrios are. It's about the respect. Whether you agree or not agree, it's about the respect. And they literally said she's just coming in here to sell sell Trump or whatever. But they literally, when I really started to do community service Feeding Border Patrol agents in 2019, not because I wanted them to vote for Trump, but because they were under a lot of attack in 72 78 percent of the Border Patrol agents are Hispanic. They're the front line of the defense of our, you know, of our national sovereignty, national sovereignty. So I wanted them to know that, hey, there's somebody out here that has your back and that we do understand you have a very tough job and that we have your back. And so we started to do those community service projects and and just do that. And I think people were like, oh, she's just not out here to do a vote. And I took a lot of faith leaders to the White House. I did about eight trips to the White House to faith briefings so that pastors could actually hear the policies coming out of the White House, not just focus on Trump. Oh, Trump, oh, he called us murderers, rapists. Yeah. I mean, everybody was so butthurt about that. And I'm like, dude, get over it. Like, like you don't know what's really going on in your body. Come on now, really? Mm-hmm. So I think he was just tearing down those, those, like you have a bandage and he was tearing the bandage apart and it was like, ooh, it hurts. But you knew deep down inside that what he was saying was true. And, so, uh,
0: yeah. You, you know, uh, let me jump in real quick. Um, on that point, the way I see, like you described it very well. It's almost like he was Ripping off the bandage, saying, It's true. There are some MS 13. Like it's not just innocent little angels coming through. Like, you're Uh telling me, you're telling me none of them got a backpack full of fucking fentanyl. Is that what you're telling me? Not one out of the Uh we're scheduled to have three million new people. Multiply that times four. It's about to be 12 million new people. You telling me none of them got a damn sexual assault case on their fucking rap sheet. Excuse my language. I get really worked up. Um (laughs) I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the guy that's known for <laughs> you, cussing. Hey, you do it for me. You do it for <laughs> yeah,
2: me. There you go. They hey, they I'll, I'll take this. I'll be, take this. be like, oh, she's supposed to be Christian conservative. I'm like, híjole, nombre. Next time we go to London.
0: <laughs> next time we go to Lulac, I'll be in the background, like, yeah, what's up? Anyway, <laughs> but the way I see, the way Trump, when he came into office, I didn't understand all these truths, you know, all these um, these things he was saying, like, we're getting screwed, you know, we need to fix the, the trade, and these, these other countries are getting over on us, and they've sold yeah. it, our politicians have sold us out, we're getting a raw deal, we need to renegotiate everything, we need to clean up. I look at it as if, he he took a he knew like he had already taken a good look under the hood. Mm. It's almost like a house, right? It's like, bro, yeah. you all got plumbing issues. This electri- yeah. this electrical is shoddy. Yeah. Have you looked in yeah. the attic? The foundation's you know, cracking. Yeah, y'all's foundation is cracking. You're not gonna have a house if y'all don't put up this fence, put up some cameras, you know, fix this floor. You're about to have a leak. You're gonna have a flood. Y'all are misspending the finances of the house. And it's almost like maybe. I just pray that maybe now, next year, and years to come, uh, Latinos, Hispanics, minorities, just Americans will be able to see what the Democrats are doing, what Biden's policies lead to, I mean, economically, the crime, demonizing and demoralizing the border patrol. They want to abolish ICE. The Border Patrol is our front line, 72% 72 Hispanic. They've been demonized and demoralized. They're hanging on by a string. They're at odds with their upper management who's running around with Mallorcas and DHS. He ain't doing shit. And I'm so worried that what we see with the Canadian truckers uh, in Canada, like the Border Patrol is going to be like, do we all quit? Like y'all are pushing us up against a cliff and it's y'all making it like a... a you or me situation they're pro- you know what i mean like i just worry that they're gonna be like okay well i'm gonna go get another job because <laughs> y'all have our hands tied we're just a receiving center like okay process all these people thank you cartel dropping off another yes. 100 venezuelans and 30 haitians and people yep. from all over the world um so when you when you went down to the rgv what was the uh, what was the response? Did you realize that it's not as blue as you thought, or were people receptive? So
2: well, yeah, no. Well, I started with faith leaders, you know, first, and then business leaders, because I I did little roundtables. I wanted to get their what what's the ground, you know. My uh uh uncles, I have family from Far McAllen Mission. So as a little girl, my mom went down there because my her older brother, my tío nene, lived in. FAR. So we would go down there and then my other deal on 281 would sell fruit. You know, the little fruterías on the side. When I was little, I was like two, three years old, four years old. So that was a very a territory that was dear to me. So my abuelita is buried in five So that's why I was like, you know, that's where the Hispanics are. Like if you're going to change the minds or Talk to people. You need to go right there to the front line and then move it all the way up, right? So I really went to go and grasp what they had to say, but then also to talk to them about the policies. Again, I would say, you know, I would show little slides and I'd be like, hey, this is on the this one and this one. Right. I'd say, Where where do you believe? Y'all believe in this side or what do you do believe? Where do you side? They'd be like, Oh, post aquí, right here. Okay. Okay, and then I, I I show them on the side, Okay, well, that's the Democrat. They were like, <gasps> I mean, it was like shock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did y'all not know this? But you know how they not know that? Because nobody had ever gone to talk to them to tell them. And second of all, if you grow up in the community, in the barrio, and your parents and your tias and your grandmother, you, no, vota por Juan. Because nobody knows what Juan's doing. They just, I post this Juan, vota for Juan. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about word of mouth. Juan, 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 Juan. Mm -hmm. So you go vote for Juan and you don't even know what Juan's doing and what he's voting for. Mm -hmm. Because you're just voting for Juan. So that was the thing is like, guys, either hold your people accountable because they're voting for stuff that we don't believe in.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Or... You're going to have to come to the other side. One or the other, mm-hmm. but make, make you got, you have the power as a people. So when they started to realize that they were like, Oh no, nah, we can't vote for that. We can't vote for that no more. Mm-hmm. So they themselves as community leaders started to do their own educating. And I kept going down there to visit. They're like, I hope that, you know, they would tell me all the time. I hope you didn't just come here just to like, get I said, First of all, we're not in election season, so I'm not here to get votes. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to talk to you, mm-hmm. and it, it relationships. It's about relationship building. <laughs> but here's another thing that I've always said, and I talk about this all the time. Growing up, for me, you know, my dad used to take us to watch luchas. I didn't mean mascaras. I mean santo, you know. And you you watch MMA, you watch boxing. Lord forbid I got to say this but I was a big ostrich La hoya fan. I mean not anymore with what, what's come out but what, I was what a big ostrichella hoya cuz I like boxy.
1: I mean all his crazy antics, you know. Oh, but we not well, Yeah, well, no no,
0: in, inform us like what what happened, what I miss? Is it
2: Well, well yeah, so like uh, growing up we loved the fight. Mm-hmm. Latinos.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean even like look, I tell gangsters I'm like yeah, look, okay, like Jesse Ogin, I've had this conversation. I was like, "Hey, when you were a gangster, like you knew that if you were getting beat down by 10 guys, did you just give up and cry? Or did you just keep fighting back even though you had 10 guys at you?" He's like, "No, you're you're told, you keep fighting back. You don't just give up." Mm-hmm. That's what we're told mentally. You always fight back. Like my dad would say, "Si te vas a pelear en la escuela, vale más que ganes o si no te vas a agarrar unos ch- mm-hmm. ching yeah. Ching, you know what, Chingazos. when you get home, you're told that, right? So I think what happened is, little by little, our community started to see that Trump was in a boxing ring,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and the left just coming at him, the Republicans the are media, coming
0: at him, the, media. the mainstream
2: media. Come, and you're just in this, in this, you know, you're just like there and you're like, all right, he's got a jab, jab, you know, okay, he's, he's trying to protect himself. Oh, uppercut. And then boom, they knock him out. But guess what? You would bounce back up. So what I would always tell is Trump became the luchador for our communities, for policies. He was a luchador that, see, Trump didn't come and have to hand out money to get us to pay for him. He earned our vote because era un And no matter how you came at him, he fought back and he never gave up. And that's what people can't understand. So our culture by nature has always been fighting. Something else I've been educating in the Hispanic community. San Antonio has seven missions. The Alamo being one of them. If you go to the mission of La Espada, it literally talks about the Spanish monks who came here to preach Christianity to the Native Americans. They build these forts. That's what these little forts were built because they were building them to protect the faith. I'm like, okay, well, so I tell my parents, we were all born here. My grandparents were born here. But where did we really come from? Well, somebody migrated from Spain, mixed in with the Indians or Mexico. You know, there was a mixture. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we became, you know, Tejanos, whatever, you know. And so so I'm like, wait a minute here. Okay, guys, think about it. If our ancestors from Spain started migrating here and mixing in, we were in the fight Building missions to protect our faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, take it a step further. You think that it was just Davy Crockett who was at the Battle of the Alamo? If you go back in history and read, there was Mexicans there that were taking up arms and fighting with a white man. Now we've always been told, White man keep you down, white man keep you down. Mm-hmm.
0: It's all the white fault. But thought.
2: if you go back to the history. The Latino, the Mexicans were there fighting at the Battle of Jacinto at the Battle of the Alamo and the Battle of Goliath. All right. So we're fighting for freedom. All right. So now we're in this mix. I'm like, wait a minute here. When Abraham Lincoln came up with a Medal of Honor, one year later, a Latino was the first to get the Medal of Honor in the Battle of Gettysburg. 61 Medal of Honor recipients are of Mexican descent in this country. Okay, hold on a second. We have been fighting for our faith, our families, and our freedoms since the 1700s. So what makes you think that our Hispanic community should just give up, sit back, and watch our country be taken from us? I was like, we ain't done fighting. Listen, we have fought by the white man. We have fought, taken arms to end slavery. Uh, You know, uh, get you know the the uh, the whole battle of the Alamo and the uh, Battle of uh, San Jacinto to declare our independence from Mexico. Why? Why were we declaring an independence from Mexico? Because we were trying to get away from the tyrannical government government and the tyrannical leader, Santa Ana. He was a tyrant. Mm. Okay, so I'm like, guys, I don't know what history, and I'm not a big history buff. I'm not, (laughs) but that alone, knowing that my two brothers are veterans, my husband's a veteran, my father-in-law's a veteran. You know, I just know a lot of veterans. Mm -hmm. My grandpa went to World War II. So I'm going, hold on a second. You know, we've been fighting for freedom in this country from the very beginning. This country is rightfully ours than anybody else's. And so back then, to me, they had told me, they said, el cambio viene de los Latinos. And we're seeing the movement now. But it had to start with leaders. It had to start with activists on the ground messaging, educating our people. Not saying, hey, you are this. No, Mm -hmm. but saying, you got to, oh, hey, like Candace Owens tells them, free think, baby, free think for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody tell you what to think and what not to think. Free think for yourself. And so to me, that's why the legs the it, all that came out after Latinos. We took all the beating in 2016, 2017. And then all these groups started emerging. And look at now. I mean, you see all the tabloids, even the freaking left is having to admit uh oh! I think that there's more Latinos leaving us
1: <laughs> because
2: your policies are shit. They stay. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, at all. They they don't benefit our community. You know, if we we are entrepreneurs by nature, we're always finding something to do. We're hardworking people. Heck, this country's built been built on our ancestors' backbone. So I'm like, wait a minute here. Y'all got this whole situation reversed. Mm -hmm. So you're going to lose your freedom real quick because we are losing. We are losing. So Latinos, we are the multipliers. We are the game changers and we're the history makers. And we always have been. And that's where you got to step up your game. That's why now I was like, you know what? I've been talking and talking, but I'm either going to walk the walk or just keep talking and talking.
1: Well, let's talk about that and real so, quick, Bianca. Let's talk
0: about, did you have yeah. a question? No, I think what you're about to say is when yeah. you win the Senate seat. Yeah, what, so what let's are talk
1: about in. the district that you're running in, the incumbent, and what kind of uh, reception you've had from your the area that you're running in, the 11th district, right?
2: Yeah, the 11th district. So I cover Pasadena, Deer Park, La Porte, Kima, Leake City, Webster, uh, all the way down to Galveston. So Texas City, Lamarck, all the way down to Galveston. All the way back up to Alvin Angleton and um, Pearland. Okay, so it's that's a lot of area to cover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's mixed reception. I'm the wild card, is what they say. So the Republicans don't know what to do with me because they can't control me and they can't buy me out. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's like Trump. They can't buy you out. They can't control you. They don't know what to do with me. But you know, they like me. I mean, they hired me back in 2016 to 2018. So. I know the Republican circles, but I think there's still a mentality of the Republicans who are still like, "Oh, we just want somebody to go in there and do their job, and you know, and everything's going to just be magically appear, and it's going to be all okay. and We just got to take back the House." And they're still in that mentality, and then you have this like, what Bannon calls the the um, patriot, the the you know, it's like it's like a uh, not a revolution, but it's it's just what he says, the patriots are rising up. You know, the people are fed up with the politicians who've been just really screwing us is really what they've been doing, lying to us and just, it's games. It's all game for them, power and money. And so it's really hard to detect how it is that I'm doing. There's been two surveys that done, but they haven't been released. And I think they haven't been released because I don't think that, whoever's doing the survey, it's in their favor or they're too close. Who knows? I don't mm-hmm. know. So I've got the establishment. I call him establishment now because he's been, he's got the money. He's the oil oil guy and he's got the money. He's probably already dished out. Uh, I don't know what 6 million, three to $6 million already is what he spent. Okay. That's a lot of money for a seat to pay $7,000 a year. Don't you think (laughs) so? I'm like, okay, establishment backed up by Lieutenant Dan Patrick. That says it all. Trump endorsed him. Why? Because he bought the endorsement. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars is what he's paid for it. Probably more. But that's one link that we already found where he wrote out a check to Trump for two hundred fifty thousand. The other guy is the RNC committee man, really nice guy. There's nothing wrong with him. I mean, he's 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 legitimately conservative. He thinks like us, but they're not fighters. That's what the problem is with these people. And the third guy I'm running against is a business guy. Again, all these guys are conservative, okay? They are, but they're not fighters. They're not going to go in there, buck the system. And look, don't tell me you're going to fix the border and you're not fixing the border. Don't tell me I got to sign and give you permission to spend $2 billion and we still got 3 billion illegals in and all you're doing is opening up more centers to host the illegals giving them more interpreters, opening up more courts to process them. And all you're doing is catering to the illegals. You're not securing the border. So to me, I'm like, nah, uh -uh." I'm done playing games. So I'm really, they call me the wild card. Now there's been people in my campaign that said, oh, she's just doing this to get the Hispanic vote. No, I ain't trying to get the Hispanic vote. I'm trying to get everybody's vote. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to earn their vote. I'm not buying their vote. I ain't running around handing out 10, 15, $20,000 checks so you can, you know, vote for me. I ain't doing that. So I'm totally grassroots. I really, this is what the thing is. Galveston has never elected a minority to office. Never. Okay. <laughs> so I got to overcome that. Um, second of all, you know, this, this actually this district Actually, let's really go back in the whole state of Texas, in the Senate, no conservative Republican Latino or Latina has ever been elected to Senate. Latinos have been elected to Senate, but on the Democrat Party, Mm. but never for a Republican Party. So, Chingo, we have like literally we have we can make history in my district by electing me to being the first conservative constitutionalist christian female to office to represent not just my district but represent all of texas because you know i'm just going to represent my district but at the end of the day i have to advocate write up co-sponsor and you know pretty much push for bills that are going to really be for all of Texas, not just for my district, right? It's gotta be for all of Texas. So here we are.
1: Hello? Uh-oh. oh uh uh-oh. uh-oh. Sorry, oh, there you go.
2: I think that we have the opportunity, yes, as Latinos, to get to the polls, you know, our electricians, our plumbers, the working class, the truckers, you know, people who just wanna be left alone, you want to go to work, you want to put food on the table. You don't want to be told that the government tells you that you got to get a shot. <laughs> you don't want the government to tell you that you can't go to work and you have to put a mask over your face everywhere you go. You don't want the government to tell you that you got to have some little passport now that says you've been, you know, vaccinated. It's overstepping of the you don't want the government to tell you you can't have a gun mm. to defend yourself. You know, those are the things that we're fighting for. You don't you want to make sure that your kids have food on the table and get the best education they could possibly get. That's it. For Hispanics, it's it's really that simple. And you don't go after our faith. You don't go telling us that we can't, you know, worship, praise, or practice our faith, or that you're going to shut down our churches, right? So those are the very things that I think that, at the end of the day, matter to our Hispanic community. And yeah, we need them to come out and vote because we're the ones that have the numbers. And if you just show up and vote... You, you, have. I think our people just have no idea how much change they can make and how impactful we can be. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm fighting for, is to be the voice of the people, by the people, for the people.
1: Damn. You know, Great I'm not going
2: there to be bought out, and they know that. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think they fear me because of that, because they know they can't control me. So, you know, I'm not going in there to be part of the little country club and the little <laughs> boy system. I'm not. I'm in there to you told me to do a job. I'm gonna try I'm gonna do everything I can to get the job done. And and if they start doing to me what they do to Marjorie Taylor Greene, kicking me off of committees cause I won't comply, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting there like single bling, let's go, like full
0: I'm them all out. going to be, be on their
1: ass.
2: Calling them all out.
0: Yeah, I, I love MTG and uh I, I somebody compared you, uh I was looking at someone tweeted out your your political ad, which I wanna go get back to in a minute. Um They tweeted it out. And, of course, all the bots, the lefty, the brainwashed Democrat, liberal progressives, they're all like, oh, my God, this is the Latina version of MTG, which should be a compliment. But, of course, in their mind, it's like that means they're conspiracy theorists and they're insurrectionists and they want to, like, take down the government. I don't know what the hell. But my opinion is that if you continue to um, focus in on those points, I feel like the public has been primed now to understand what's at stake because we're at this like turning point. I don't know. Watershed moment. I don't know what the proper term is, but everything from vax passports, mandates, masks. uh, I don't know if your role would would be able to advocate for bills that have to do with CRT. But like, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I remember you it. Critical
2: that, race theory. I'm like, no, hombre. Indoctrination.
1: Uh, like, Pass. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's indoctrination. Listen, and, and this is the thing. So I've been a school teacher. I did substitute teaching when I first graduated from college, and then I got hired on to do fourth and fifth grade. And then, of course, when my kids went to school, you know, PTO. I was PTO president. I was in the PTO for 10 years. So I've been around the teachers. I've been around the school system, school boards. I know what they're up against and I hate standardized testing. It stresses the kids out. You're not even teaching them. You're teaching them to take a test to pass so that you can get your little A and get your funding from the government. So basically Mm -hmm. the school districts have become, they're on social welfare is what they are. Mm. So like for me, I want to do everything possible to like whoever, like get away ourselves from the federal government that tells us, that we have to standardize tests, number one. Number two, I want to take away some of the power away from the Texas Education Agency that decides which books and can sabe que tanto they're going to teach, and that does all these regulations on teachers on what they have to do. I think we need to go back to letting teachers be teachers and teach. If you go to school and you want to teach biology, you need to teach biology. Biology, not some crazy thing that has 28 genders and 82 genders and the unicorn. No, teach freaking biology. Let them teach what they want to teach. Let teachers get more, you know, um, have a little bit, you know, let uh, unshackle them, I should say. Mm -hmm. You know, let them go and teach. Let school boards make better decisions for their districts. Okay, because not every district's different. They're all different. You can't compare Kingwood to like Sterling over there. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure that you're doing what is best for your area, with what the population and what you're having to deal with in his classroom. You know, I, when I was when I was when I was teaching fifth grade, I remember the little kids would come in and I taught bilingual, mm-hmm. and it was in Galena Park. Mm-hmm. So, they'd be like, "Miss, I can't sit next to him. He's like on the other. He's like in the red." And I'm like, "What's a red?" So it's like blue Crips. You know, remember like Crips and the Reds. So they couldn't be in the same classroom, right? Oh, and I'm wow. like, mocosos, you're like 12 years old. Que sabes tu de red y blue y qué Siéntate, hombre. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, you know, I was like, we'll sit up. You know, I would tell them, we'll sit on the opposite end. <laughs> so for one day, I finally was like, hey, you know what? Let me tell you all something. I really don't care what you do outside that door. But in my classroom, you're going to learn. So I don't care if you believe this and you believe this, and he lives on the other side of the railroad and you don't, and this one's on the other side of the ditch and this one's not on the other side. I really don't care. I don't care who drives. I don't care nothing. I don't care who your primos are and your uncles are. I don't care. In this class, you're gonna walk out with some knowledge. Learn how to spell and learn how to read so people don't make fun of you because of the color of our skin, because you're dumb. No, I don't want you dumb. They're like, miss, you're crazy. (laughs) I don't want to be in the country. They would tell me, I ain't going to go work in those country clubs. I don't need you to work in a country club. But if you're going to go work at McDonald's or Whataburger, you better learn to flip that burger so good that by the time you're done, you're team manager and then you own your own Whataburger. They're like, damn, these, You know, they used to tell me all the time. I'm like, hey, I'm straight up, man. Seriously. They're like, all right. So when you talk to them, you know, and you just talk to them, they get, again, it's a respect. My classroom learned to come in. By the time you knew it, the red and the blood, <laughs> none, of, oh, crip, blood whatever. none of that mattered. They started to sit together, teach each other, read to each other. We were all one big happy family in my classroom. Oh. But they left out of my classroom knowing a little bit more and the ones that couldn't read, i pair them up with people who could read better and t- to help them along the way. But I was like, hey, I'm really about educating because I didn't believe in all this crap and the red folder and you got to tag them because this one can't read and that way they don't grade us bad on the standardized says I'm like all you're doing is dumbing down our kids Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be the biggest advocate for teachers school boards this whole stupid CRT getting all this regulation out of the way because you know obviously what they've done isn't working so we got to go back to Going to what did work, you know, and that's that's going to be the thing. So that's just who I am. So uh, straight up stuff for me.
0: Um, I want to ask you this: What would you say to someone who believes that um, Latino Republicans are sellouts? Uh, if you're Latino for Trump, you're a sellout. If you're brown, you're supposed to be Democrat. Uh, what do you say to those people?
2: Well, I'm willing to buy you a round trip ticket to Venezuela, Cuba. <laughs> Go be there for about six months. You won't last six months, but go be there for a couple weeks at the most. Let me think. let, Let me know what you really think. And then we can talk about where, you know, about being a sellout or whatever you want to call me, because at the end of the day, it's about America, patriotism, the flag, who we are, our culture over party. It's not about the party for me. It just so happens that that's the only party right now that has the policies and the principles that I align with. So as far as me worshiping a party or worshiping Trump, I co-founded Latinos for Trump because I believed in who he was and the messaging and how he fought for us. I wasn't about, oh, I'm going to idolize Trump and, oh, I'm going to go follow him around.
0: I'm in a cult.
2: I'm not in a cult, and I, no, it's it's just basic for me. It's just common sense.
1: It's unfortunate. that This, that's this, this the isn't common God, sense,
2: right? We grow up with common sense.
1: Yeah, but a lot of this isn't. We say that all the time. The, the, jokingly, the show is Red Belt aka the Common Sense Show. But a lot of the stuff just isn't common sense, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how your message is received by the the larger population, and if we can really turn things around.
0: Yeah, because a, lo, a lot of
1: well, uh-huh. go ahead. Uh,
2: no, well, I'm hoping that you all here on your show common sense show that you all hear um you know you have an audience and that i'm sure that you have followers in this district and if they hear you and hear your message i hope that you tell me you that i have your support so that other people know you know what if chingo blinks you know if he's supporting her then we support her right so that's what it's all about it's all about you know talking with the leaders because at the end of the day your leader you message to a certain group. I'm a leader. I message to a certain group. You know, Jesse Hogan's a leader. He messages. We're all messaging. to, But at the end of the day, we're all still common in some way or another. We're not all alike. I ain't trying to be no sheep following everybody. I just am saying, look, at the end of the day, do you think the oil and gas guy is going to represent you? Do you think the RNC guy is going to represent you? Do you think the businessman is going to represent you? Or do you think that me as a female with my background with my grassroots work, with everything that I've done, I've worked in the jails. I've worked as a school teacher. I, uh, you know, I've worked in, uh, you know, I mean, I've worked as a wedding coordinator. I mean, there ain't nothing that I think I haven't done that doesn't qualify me to know a little bit about something, you know, and you always got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody to get the job done. Right. And so, if you want people to go and get the job done, then you need to vote for Bianca for Texas.
1: Yeah, it's that's, not unheard that's of, it, too. There was a congressman, I think, in Michigan that, get, that beat the, the guy that spent like over a million dollars, a couple million dollars. He spent like a couple bucks, and he won his election. Yeah, you know? especially these days. That's what I was going to say
0: is what I said earlier is if you continue to hammer down and make your um, – like those bullet points front and center – I believe that now is a time, like what Rob just mentioned, like we're seeing all these wild cards and these, oh my God, the underdog and things like that. Like this dude's a truck driver. This person had all the budget and and name recognition and they were incumbent and they still lost because I feel like now more than ever, people are opening their eyes and they're understanding what's at stake and what kind of like, they're starting to understand like, oh, not all Republicans are the same. Like you got the rhinos and stuff like that. Yep. And, And just the radical... Stuff that a lot of the Democrats are about that don't make any sense. Like, uh, like AOC came to Central Texas and they were just all worshiping her. I mean, she had a lot of pushback, obviously. Yeah, there was a ton of people, a ton of people in San Antonio greeted her with Trump flags. Like, like, we don't want you here. We don't want any. I, I personally made sure to leave a comment. (laughs) Leave a comment under Texas Monthly and anybody else that's out here pushing Beth O'Rourke yep. and pushing
1: AOC on us, and we let them know there's no room in Texas for the radical policies. Well, speaking of radical policies, I want before because you've given us over an hour, or we're almost at an hour, Bianca. Right. I know you see half yeah, an hour. But, yeah, uh, I know. I gotta,
2: I yeah, yeah, I got to, I got to run. Yeah, lastly,
1: I got to ask you about Leon Hidalgo because we're talking about radical policies and oh, somebody who's up Lord, for election. So I want to hear your spiel. I want to hear your opinion or whatever about our uh, our our uh, county uh, judge rather.
2: You know, she's a disaster. She she is like, was a medical interpreter. And then the only reason she won is not, she didn't even believe him. She didn't even have policies. She wasn't even an activist. She wasn't even politically involved. She, the only reason she won is because of the the Wave. you know, and this is a thing. I want to applaud Hispanics who get into office, but not with their stupid policies that are radical left, progressive, Marxist, communist agenda. We, at the end of the day, don't believe in that. Whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Asian, black, white, I don't care. You, we just don't believe in that. So it's a shame that we cannot applaud her. Her decision-making has been horrific. It's been horrible. I don't see her at all as someone who people need to idolize and be like, oh, we want to grow up to be like Lena." no. Please do not grow up to be like Lena. Okay, do not. So my message to AOC was, it just so happened that my ad came out the day after that she left Texas. So I said, she was running around San Antonio saying she was going to flip Texas. I said, no, we ain't going to flip Texas. We are going to whip Texas back into shape. And that was my message back to her. It was just a perfect timing. So um, it's really what I believe in. And yeah, you know what? I I really thank you all for, I I love that I met your sister and I really (laughs) thank you because I think your audience is important and they need to hear my message. And if they're in my district, they need to come out and vote. They have till the 25th of this month and they have March 1st, the day of election.
1: Yeah. Early voting is going on there. I'm
2: asking for people to come and help me make history in the state of Texas. And, you know, not just because I'm a female and a Latina, but because I am a Christian conservative constitutionalist and I wanna go and represent this whole state of Texas. And you know what? The other thing is I'm the left's worst nightmare, but I'm also the Republicans worst nightmare because they can't control me either. So, you know, that's just really my message. It's just that it's not hard, it really isn't. So we need problem solvers, not problem makers in office. So this is this is a chance. This is it. So I'm really I I'm feeling good about it though. I will tell you, I've claimed my victory when I went and signed up. I said I'm winning, and the, of course you know the media was like, no one ever declares that they've won without a ballot cast. I'm like, hey, God told me I was winning. I'm winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, what am I gonna do? You don't walk around and be like oh yeah, I'm going to lose. Who does that? <laughs> like, you, if you're going to sign up for something, you're going to go in there as a winner. Hey, show, me, show
1: boxers, me a good loser and I'll show you boxers, a loser.
2: No, what, think about it. You think that the, when the boxers are sitting there training, that they're like, oh man, yeah, I'm going to train to lose. Yeah. No, you train to win. You go in there with a mentality, somebody's going to go down, but you go in there with a mentality that it ain't going to be me. I'm winning. So that's my mentality. I'm like, I already won. I'm winning. I'm winning. So, That's what I tell people. I'm like, nah, I ain't got time for losers. I'm winning. So I think I really intimidate. There's no Democrat. Here's the other thing. There's no Democrat running in my district. So whoever wins this primary is going to be the next senator of Texas. So it's super important to show up now and vote. So I think I make them nervous. I got an RV, Chingo bling, because I ain't got all this money. But, you know, I got an RV, it, uh, it, it's my little mobile office. We've been traveling with it with my signs. I roll up and literally they're intimidated. I'm like, you're the one that's spending all these millions of dollars in ads and commercials. You can tell And I over here roll up in my RV and then it's raining. And I roll out my little, it's like <laughs> this little carpet rolls out nice. and I'm underneath with my signs and they're all getting wet. And I'm like, they're, I know what they're thinking. They're like, damn hispanic chick (laughs) you know rolling up in there but anyway that's that's just you know i'm i'm loving it i love being out out and talking to people i'm a people person
0: bianca gracia for texas on instagram she's whipping texas back into shape uh we want to see more of the rv please make the rv like like you're um like almost like a persona like a character Mm. you know what i mean like we want to see the mobile office we want to see you out there talking to these woke college students and whipping them back into shape
2: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be going live a lot more i do have some role some footage right now of us you know talking in the RV and then getting off in the RV and doing stuff i just haven't we haven't pushed it out yet so i think my media team is now going to start they want to they, they're like we need to make you a reality show it's like a reality show yeah. but because literally i know so many people like yesterday they got footage yesterday. Um, roosters, a big shout out to Roosters in Pasadena, my barber shop for my boys. And um, but you know my guys work there, and and uh, they, they actually have family from Robstown. I didn't even know. Anyway, like so we're all family. But I roll up in there and I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, and I like I like own the place. I walk in there and I go and I put up. I have this little uh, retractable sign that says mm-hmm. I want to be your next Texas senator, mm-hmm. and it's me holding the you know the sign, and it has my my platform and my QR code. And I'm like, can I put it right here by the sign-in sheet? They're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, I'm like, hey, it's time to get out the vote, so I can walk into that location, then I can walk into another spa and salon where it's more quiet. And I'm like, hey, everybody, it's time to get out the vote, get out the vote. So I can literally, I'm a people person, so I can assimilate to situations and talk to people, you know. And so I think that's why, you know, my 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 uh, state director Anthony Aguero, you know, Anthony Aguero, yeah. Border Network News. He's here with me. He's the one Uh, filming uh, right now. And so he was, uh, he's going to be, he's like, he was following me around yesterday filming and he goes, man, these people like, they really like you like legitimately like, like they're heartfelt. And I said, I've known these people for a long time. I've been their kids, PTO president. I've been their team mom when little league sports, you know, I know them from whether they're doctors, teachers, business owners. I've worked for some of them. I mean, i just know people in the community so everywhere i went they were receptive and they're like yeah yeah so i got these like little uh removable stickers so all the salons like all the girls they have this removable sticker i put on their on their mirror so while they're doing hair people they, it's a conversation like what's who's that mm-hmm. and you know salons are don't really
1: Who, positive, who's, the la- right? who's the lady on the with the ar <laughs> who's the lady with the whip in the ar <laughs> yeah
2: yeah exactly So they're like, there you go. So it starts a conversation. And I told them, I said, every customer you have sit in your chair, tell them to go vote. Every single one. Because if I have five salons and spas, each one, one spa has 50 stations, 50 people working there. Do you know how many people are going in and out of there getting their hair done? The other one has 20. The other one also has 20. The other one had like 15 or something. So each and every single one, and think about all the turnaround and the customers coming in and out.
1: That's as I'm grassroots like, as it gets. Mm-hmm.
2: Every single person in those places, that every single person that sits in your chair, you tell them to go vote. and They're like, hey, well, how do we know they go vote it? And I said, they get a little sticker, tell them to come back and put it next to my sticker to prove that they won't. Um, they're like, that's a great yeah. idea.
0: Yes, uh, I call this asymmetrical warfare, right? And I believe that... I believe that um, the grassroots method that you're doing is very, very powerful because, I mean, that's what I've done my whole career. It's all about the barbers, the barbershops, the tattoo artists, like just the working class, the nooks and the crannies. Like back when we used to have record stores, you'd go in there and meet the manager and the owner. And a lot of times the incumbent and the people with the money, they overlook that. They just kind of look at... You know how they can get the big donor and just kind of stay <laughs> yes. stay in the office. They're in their little
2: circles. They they roam around their little circles. They're not in really shaking bubble. hands. Yeah. Yeah they don't go
0: outside of their little comfort zone so so i'm inspired by your uh, your grassroots strategy Uh, i can't wait to uh, uh, apply and bring some of that into my my comedy tour and and you know the outreach we're doing but uh thank you so much for being a fighter uh thank you for being brave to to put you know texas texas first the working class first keep hammering down on on what you stand for what you believe in because at the end of the day that's what people could be like, Oh yeah, that sounds like oh I love that. Oh freedom, hell yeah. No more mandates, hell yeah. Oh CRT. I don't like that either. Boom, boom, boom. And keep keep shaking the hands, keep hitting the barbershops, keep hitting the grassroots. We want to see more of the RV. Thank you so much. Bianca gracia for Texas. We appreciate Thank your, you. Hey, your I time. Thank
2: you. And yeah, go follow me, Bianca for Texas, any social media and Bianca for Do not forget to go vote. And hey, much peace, brother. Thank you so much. And I always say peace out.
1: Thank you. Share my message. Have a good weekend. Share
2: my message. Got vote. Thank
1: Thank you. you.